So uh, when it goes up on SoundCloud, it'll be the 200th Factor episode. Fitting. Wow. Well, we're well on our way to putting our 10,000 hours in. Did you count? Did um, you count those individually, or are they marked? No, it's it tells you. It tells you. Should have yeah. lied. Um, Tommy, I don't know how much of the uh, last year's mock you listened to. We did do it a week before, but I wanted to see if you guys remembered. Um, we got five picks right last year, and I wanted to see if Lee, you, you also set the line at five and a half. Did I? Um, yeah. So you were, you were on the money with the line there. Um, again, we did do that a week before. When we did the pod, we thought Mac Jones was going three. We were just going off the information we had. But do you remember what picks we got right? I want to see if you guys can remember what, what the five picks were. Including one and two, obviously. So it's three. Indeed. It's three Indeed. picks, really, that we Boy, that's we got, pretty embarrassing. Uh, Jamar. Jamar. We got Jamar. Yeah. We got Pitts. Nope. Oh, we traded. Yep. The Broncos came up to four and took fields. Okay, so we got Lawrence, Wilson, Jamar. Um, there's one more pretty obvious one. Not like pretty obvious, but there's one more obvious one that you guys should be able to get. Did, oh, did you pick Sewell for the Lions? No. It's in the 20s. Oh, Najee. Mm-hmm. What other one did we get? Lee, any clues on the fifth? Um, did we get Greg Newsom? Yeah. No. The other one we got was uh, Rashawn Slater yeah. for the Chargers, which a lot of the draft community did not have Slater falling that far, so, so that's let's... good on us. The other one, we got a half. Because we put Vera Tucker to the Jets, but we didn't have him trading up for him. Okay. So, so I hit the nail on the head with five and a half. Pretty much. You did. The real, the real question you is, did. What, is the, what is the line this year? Is it five and a half again? We're going to see. We're going to have to go through and see. I have to go through and um, see. So the 2022 NFL draft happening uh, tomorrow or whenever you're listening to this, maybe today. And, boys, are we saying Trayvon Walker's going first overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, yeah. I mean, if any if anyone um, – this is a predictive mock. So, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen. But if anyone wants to come forward with some overwhelming evidence that this isn't going to happen, I'd love to hear it because um, I'm, not, I'm no insider. But I've been keeping my ear to the ground – pretty hard this year after I didn't do great betting on the draft last year. Um, I was pretty confident about a lot of the bets I made last year and I didn't do well. And that caused me to be a lot more kind of, kind of push my ego to to the side and and really listen to the mock drafts, listen to the people who do have the connections. And this seems to be um, now with the news today that, that Cam Robinson got the three-year, 52 or $54 million extension, whatever it is, that kind of... Why does that affect, why does that, affect that at all, though? Because they drafted the, Walker Little? And because the, the, only, the only other player they would take, in my opinion, based on what I've been hearing, Hutchinson is completely out of the question. It's either going to be Icky or Trayvon Walker. That's, that's what... I, why, is, why is Hutchinson out of the question? Because... 
the logic that I was listening to was it was Hutchinson was the favorite the whole time. It kind of came to a tipping point where Balky, the GM, wanted Walker. The ownership wanted Hutchinson. And after that point, the odds shifted in favor of Walker, which led the draft community to believe that Khan was was giving the reins to to Balky. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense that I think that logic makes a lot of sense. I don't know why Hutchinson would be the odds on favorite for nearly two months. And then a week before the draft, not be the favorite. And then like, to me, that's a turning point that should mean something. Um, I think that the Jags, there's a whole notion with bulky and the arm length thing. It can the dark horse for me was icky was Doug Peterson, maybe getting the final say and wanting to go tackle with the first pick because that's kind of been the the notion from the from the the people in the know is that Doug Peterson wanted to go uh, uh, tackle, Balky wanted to go Walker and Khan wanted to go Hutchinson. I think Khan has kind of taken his hands off the wheel unless he's going to go last minute and and break the glass and and push the red button and take Hutchinson. My my only issue with that is there. I think Walker should be the favorite, but I think we're we're doing a lot of reading between the lines, assuming that Khan is giving. Like, what makes you assume that Khan is giving Bulky? Like, why do you think he's taking his hands off the wheel? Tommy, because the odds um, have changed dramatically over the past two days. But the, but that is based off of all information that we know. No, this it's not, Tommy. Like, For to 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 think that you have all the information that the books have is is honestly ignorant. Like, you don't think that there are people that are way more plugged in than we are in Vegas that have more rumblings and are hearing more legitimate information? Are you sick? Are you... I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that at all, but I just, to, to say that, one, um, Cam Robinson... Who do you think will go first overall, Tommy? I think Trayvon Okay, Walker let's, should. let's move on. Okay, I think, I think he, then let's move on. Yeah, I mean, I just don't understand what the... I mean, I just think it's an interesting conversation. <laughs> What's an interesting conversation? Hutchinson going first? Well, I just think there's, like, value. I just don't think it's a slam dunk. And I would I would not be... I don't... Like, him being minus, you know, 250 to 300, whatever it is. One, that's, like, pretty short odds relative to where first overall picks are um, throughout the you know, throughout the past. And, you know, Lawrence last year is minus 3,000, whatever it is. Wilson is minus 3,000 at um, number two. I still think it's like a relative. Um, and, and like, I don't think that the books are like plugged into the Jaguars organization. Like what, yes, they have better information than we do, but this is like the one uh, betting event where our information is like, we're on a, uh, the same plane of, of information. That's why Trayvon Walker isn't minus 3,000 to go number one of the Jags. I think all of this is stemming from that one report that Balky wants Walker, which makes a lot of sense with his uh, drafting of Alden Smith and Caleb on chase on and who he typed, you know, the type of edge rushers that he likes to go after. And Trayvon Walker obviously fits that profile. But again, I'm, I'm just more saying like you texted us this morning saying, um, you know, you wanting to bet lay, lay the juice with Walker. And I just think the, the information that you're going off of for that is, you know, like, I think it's, like, kind of dubious. Maybe, like, I threw out uh, uh, McDuffie to be the third corner is, like, minus 300. 
that's like a more likely minus 300, I think, than Walker. Like, I still think there's a chance that I mean, uh, I it could be Hutchinson. I think I'm, that's a moot point, to be honest with you. And I think that's kind of subjective. Like, you have your reasons for yeah, thinking no, it, that. It, it is a hundred percent subjective. I just am more, the only like thing I'm pushing back against is like you and I guess everyone else saying that, oh, Shad Khan is like getting, giving the reins to Balky when I, for, I forget what podcast I was listening to, but they were talking about like this also could be just like Balky uh, kind of like virtue signaling and talking about like planting his flag on Walker. So if they draft whoever they draft and Walker goes on to be an all pro and he's looking for another job, he can kind of like put his flag on. I that. mean, there's so, a there's a million different ways you can think about it. And there it's a lot of smoke screens and a lot of but I just think that it makes a lot of sense that things have unraveled the, the, the way they've unraveled from an odds standpoint and just from Trayvon Walker has been gaining steam consistently throughout the draft process. In my opinion, if I were a, a sports book, I would have Trayvon Walker minus 500 right now to be the number one pick. I think that there's a very, very, very strong chance that tomorrow when the draft starts, he's, his name is going to get announced number one. I don't think Hutchinson is really any longer in the running. I think they've already had those conversations in Jacksonville. And I think there's legitimate reason for why the odds have shifted the way that they have. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, other things can't happen. I but agree with that. I agree with that. That's kind of where I'm, where I'm sitting. All right. Well, let's, let's pencil in Walker here and try and, try and get through this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be tough because, I mean, not to be like it's, it's on us that we're arguing about it. It's just like this is one of those drafts, man, where it's, it's crazy. It could go a multitude of different directions. Well, let's not um, try to argue on things we it, agree it, on. <laughs> I'm not. Ar- I'm not. Ar- I'm not arguing. It's just like I was just. Oh boy! All right. All right. Number two. Not, let's argue about whether we were arguing. Yeah, exactly. About things we agree on. Let's do that. Uh, Detroit baby. Hutchinson is the odds-on favorite to go two, but Kayvon Thibodeau has been not only hanging around but moving up a little bit too. Still plus money for Thibodeau, but. Um, Hutchinson far from running away with this. Uh, a lot of the buzz with Thibodeau to the Lions seems to be coming from, honestly, from Thibodeau himself, talking about how he's had great meetings with uh, Brad Holmes, how he's been in contact with Dan Campbell. Whew. You heard during the combine, though, it was all Detroit and Hutchinson when the Jags were reportedly taking a tackle. You guys can obviously overrule me. Um, I think it's Thibodeau. Um, this is based off of watching the two... 30-minute Brad Holmes press conferences, more specifically the first one from the annual coaches and GMs meeting in, uh, where, where is that club? Is it in, in Hawaii or something? I don't know. Some tropical Florida. area. Yeah, Florida. Um, Florida, Florida, Florida. Where Brad Holmes said that he was comfortable making a pick on that day. Now this is close to or over a month ago. Um, I think they've known this whole, they've been very comfortable with how the board was going to fall this whole time, whether the first pick was Evan Neal, whether the first pick was Icky, Hutchinson, or Trayvon Walker. I think they've known the whole time and been comfortable the whole time with who they're going to pick. Obviously, the meetings that have been referenced by Thibodeau and other people um, in the media, um, I, I, I think there's a decent chance that Thibodeau is the, has been the number one player on the Lions board this whole time. Before draft season really officially kicked off, Thibodeau was the de facto number one player. Um, I don't think really much has changed for Detroit, and I think ultimately this is Brad Holmes' decision, and I think that that's his guy. Um, I just think that it's going to take people swallowing the pill that Hutchinson isn't going to be a top-two pick or that the, the 
seemingly perfect marriage of the Port Huron um, and Michigan kid um, falling out of the number one spot after being kind of favored to go there for a long time and, and the Lions passing up on him. If you can swallow that, it kind of makes sense um, from a from a bird's eye view that the Lions would make this move considering the fact that all it would take is them just thinking Thibodeau is better than Hutchinson, which Clep you think and a lot of other people think. Yeah. So um, I don't think it's that crazy. That's kind of my case for it. I don't. I won't be surprised whatsoever if Hutchinson's the pick. I just think that when you're doing a predictive mock like this, you kind of have to pick a side and go with it. So I'm I'm cave on here. I mean, and you're you're leaving out the the Penny Sewell factor. Oh, of course, yeah. There. Well, that's aforementioned. The the Penny the Penny Sewell <laughs> factors. Um. I I don't know. I mean, I keep flip flopping. For a while, I've I've you know felt like even if the Lions were all right with with Thibodeau off the field, that that Hutchinson was the guy. But then some of the recent rumblings have been interesting. Ugh. Tommy, I mean, do you have a, a sense here? I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm I, in I I'm in no man's land. Uh, yeah, I'm in no man's land too. And I I don't think uh, like I think Brad Holmes saying he could have made the pick. You know, I don't necessarily that means that. Um, you know, that they're leaning Thibodeau. I think that just means there's probably five guys that they're really comfortable taking whenever that was in March or February, uh, whether it was Neal supposed to go one or Hutchinson supposed to go one. I'm sure there's a group of guys that they're comfortable making the pick with. So, like, I mean, like you, Adam, I'm in no man's land. I just tend to think, I mean, yeah, you just don't know. Like, you don't know. A lot of people like Thibodeau over Hutchinson. There's people who like Hutchinson over Thibodeau. I, I think we all can agree. And I mean, I think the two, I think, too, with, with Hutchinson, I think the arm length concerns are real. Totally. Um, I mean, Dak, Dax Hill has longer arms than Aiden Hutchinson. Totally. I think um, I think that's true. I think that's true, too. But a, a, that being true, what is Hutchinson's uh, floor? Like, I have a hard time seeing him getting past the Jets at four. Um, like yeah, if, I don't if know. you entertain that I, I'm, thought, like how far can Hutchinson drop because of his arm length? Um, yeah, I think um, I'm I'm Lee, I'm I'm willing to decide with you here, man, and go, and go with Kayvon. All right, I think we should just play out both scenarios if possible. I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, I mean we can keep talking about it. I like, think it's honestly more interesting to play out the Aiden Hutchinson falling scenario. Well, because if 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 I mean, Kayvon goes here, I have a hard time seeing. Uh, Thibodeau, I mean, uh, uh, Hutchinson can pass the Jets. Now, obviously, I've long said that I think that Thibodeau was the pick for the Jets if he's there, but for whatever reason, and maybe this is just based on nothing, it seems that there's a higher chance that Thibodeau will fall to the 8-9 range. And, and now there's these, you know, there's a couple reports saying that, oh, Thibodeau's going to go, could, like, fall out of the top 10 which, you know, I don't know what this is based on, but it kind of is the whole has been the whole story with Thibodeau, the whole draft is, you know, uh, he has these quote-unquote character concerns, and uh, he likes NFTs and cryptos. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think we, like, we can pencil in Thibodeau and see how far right. Hutchinson falls. Kayvon Thibodeau goes to Detroit. We're two for two, hopefully. So now, I guess the question is, does do the Texans take a guy like Hutchinson over uh, an Iki Aquanu, who who has been long the the I guess favorite to go, or Stingley. until today, I guess Stingley's the favorite Stingley's now. The favorite now. No, oh, God. 
I think it's either Icky, Stingley, or Sauce for Houston. This is crazy that Aiden Hutchinson could feasibly go. I, I think he's I'm either not, going two or I'm, four. That's kind of. I'm potentially ready to argue for Icky Aquano at four, though. Well, then, I mean, maybe Stingley goes three. I mean, the, the Texans have been. Because apparently, apparently, um, apparently, Mekhi Becton is over 400 pounds right now. The Texan, yeah. Apparently, Makai Becton isn't going to play another snap for the Jets again. I don't mean who, who the heck knows with this stuff. The Texans have been, and Lovey Smith have been pretty vocal about how they need to improve their secondary, specifically at the cornerback position. And the Stingley steam has is at an all time high right now in Houston. Um, I still think it could be Sauce. I still think that they could be torn on those two guys, and that. Um, maybe just the fact that they're deciding between those two guys has caused there to be more steam on Stingley because there was, there was sauce steam in Houston like a week ago. It kind of just went away. But I, I, I honestly genuinely think the safest bet is Icky here because that's what the beat reporters in Houston seem to think is going to happen. Um, so it's like either you buy into the cornerback thing or you go... He's also, though, I mean, he's also pretty far and away the favorite at three yeah. on FanDuel. Um, but is, in, is Hutchinson that. not the favorite at two? I mean, I, I, at what point are we going to just... Yeah, you know, Hutchinson minus 115 to go two. Which is not that big of a favorite, but... No. I don't know, I think this is interesting. I think a guy like Nick Casario would have a hard time passing up Aiden Hutchinson with the current state of their defense... And, you know, I mean... Ooh, just moved to minus 125. <laughs> <From my laughs> and I also... I mean, Sauce is much more the Patriots player than Stingley is. Even though I think Stingley is... I don't know if the Patriots' logic necessarily works in every scenario with a former Patriots executive. But I don't know. I think that Houston's kind of not... I don't know if they're necessarily doing the Patriots thing. Um... Well, I'm not saying they're doing the Patriots thing, but he's just he's was in their in their organization for so long. I have a hard time, you know, seeing they're not there. That that has to have some relevance. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I th- like I think if you want to give Davis Mills a chance, you got to go. You probably should help out your offensive line. Um. This is brutal. Um, all right. I mean, I if if Hutchinson went uh, two, is is Thibodeau in play here at all, or is Thibodeau falling? I guess he I don't would, think I Thibodeau mean, would be. In I'm play. sure he would be in play. I, I mean, maybe based on what we've heard with so with some of the corner steam, though, like probably not. I really, I genuinely think that, uh, and again, I, I want to put the caveat that I could be wrong with all this because it's such a not exact science, but I think, uh, I think Houston's either going corner or O-line. I really do. I think that those are kind of the two positions that they want to, they're high value positions. The Texans kind of need help everywhere. You can make an argument for edge. You can make an argument for whatever receiver, even quarterback. Like, but I think that at this juncture of the draft that, 
the, this is where you get the most value uh-huh. out of drafting this position. They have another pick at 13 where they could address edge with perhaps uh, Jermaine Johnson or Carl Loftus or whoever. Or Casario has been t- op- uh, talked openly recently about wanting to use that 13th pick to trade up. He said, I'm going to quote, I think, Something along the lines of there's a 99% chance they'll be picking at three, but there's a 50 to 60% chance they'll be picking at 13, um, which means he either wants to move up or move down. And he said he wasn't opposed to even moving up from 13. So I think at this point, they know they're not going to get that, you know, whether it be they're going to take the tackle at three and try to move up with 13 to get the corner at maybe eight or nine, or they're going to take the corner at three and try to get the last tackle. I, I, I kind of like giving him Stingley because I just feel like that's where all of the noise has been over the last couple of weeks. I mean, it's been a week and a half of corner noise, yeah. Texans. Yeah, let's give him Stingley. Okay. So is this is this the floor for Hutch here at four? Is there any way he gets past the Jets? I think the Jets no take Hutch. offensive tackles. I do too. And Tommy okay. on bet fast action Hutchinson right now is twenty five or uh, yeah twenty five to one to go fourth. So if you want a piece of that, wow. just throw something on it. Yeah, I just need to address my Hutchinson Lions bias because I just I have a hard time seeing him not be the pick for Detroit. But that's just based on pure narrative, and like I think well I mean Thibodeau I, I think is very close to him on tape, and I I think has a higher. Ceiling just because of that, his athletic. There's no real way to know. I mean, I'm not. Nothing I'm saying is based in evidence that's outside of. The only thing is that, like what you said, Tommy, it's narrative. It's all narrative. So it's like totally. I feel like that's a that's a dangerous way to approach predicting the draft because if you think about the silo that is the Detroit Lions draft room in their big board, it's like, do you? How much were the Lions genuinely affected by Hutchinson no longer being the number one pick? It could be, oh, wow, now we're going to take that guy. Or it could be, whatever, we weren't going to take him regardless because we have Thibodeau graded as a better player, which I'm sure a handful of teams across the NFL have Thibodeau graded as a better player or have Jermaine Johnson graded as a better player or have, you know, whatever, Trayvon Walker. That's the reason why um, these odds have shifted and all that. So I don't know. I think Hutchinson is, is, is more unanimously highly graded than Thibodeau which is why I'm very comfortable putting him to the Jets. Like, I don't think if he falls out of the top two, I don't think he's going to fall very far. I think he's going to get picked at four, um, five at the latest. But I think, you know, uh, I, I think it's very inside the realm of possibility for Thibodeau to have been the Lions guy this whole time. We were talking about this, all of us were talking about this three weeks ago when the odds were 12 to one that Thibodeau would be the number two pick. And kind of, um, I, I We've only seen the odds kind of go go down since then. So, um, yeah. All right, let's put put Hutch here. Um, so just to, just to recap for everybody here: number one, Trayvon Walker; number two, Kayvon Thibodeau; number three, Derek Stingley; number four, Aiden Hutchinson. At five, to me, this would be Icky Evan Neal, and it's not because I have a bet on him under five and a half. I think. Evan Neal, his experience at right tackle, the fact that, I mean, and just him as a prospect too. I, I, I really think that the Giants are going to take Evan Neal, whether it's at five or at seven. I think it's Evan Neal. What do you sauce. guys think about Sauce here? Because I mean, Charles Cross is plus one seventy five. My my thing with my thing with the Giants taking Sauce here is if Stingley goes three, 
Sauce and Stingley are clearly the top two corners. They're the only two corners that are a threat to be taken in the top ten, right? So if Stingley yeah. goes three, the Giants' biggest need on their team is corner. And you have all three top offensive tackles still on the board and another pick at seven. So yeah. I think the smarter – even with, if Carolina takes a tackle – Or 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 can we discuss trade option here? I think Lee – I agree with what Lee Where is saying. Where a team comes up to, to get ahead I think of the Sauce Panthers. is the pick here. Because I okay. – I think, but I think it's a matter of the sauce is the pick here. If you think the Giants are viewing all three of these tackles as the same and be like, oh, we can just let Carolina trade or take whomever they want, and we'll let the board follow us at tackle. But I think there's a legitimate argument that Evan Neal is their number one guy. Um, I just think that fit makes like way too much sense, whether it's at five or at seven. Um, Dabble's a Bama guy too. Yeah, Dabble's a Bama guy. Um, they obviously need you help on cor- at corner, but I don't think it's their biggest need, Lee. I think offensive line is by far their biggest need, and um, Joe Schoen and um, Dabble have been very vocal about how they need to improve their offensive line. Um, so, you know, I, I think. I mean, corner is their biggest need if Bradbury isn't. Well, they're going to have to get rid of Bradbury because they can't sign their first round picks if they. Get I, I don't think that the Giants are an Evan Neal or bust team. Like, I think he may be their number one tackle, but I, I think that scenario that we're in right. Well, there's a chance we can still get Evan the, Neal. The, at I think seven. there's a very good totally. chance you'll get Evan Neal at seven. I think the Giants are know that. And if they don't get Evan Neal, they'll be able to get Charles Cross, who's another guy who they. Who they there, there's been rumors that the Giants like. Um, I think you secure Sauce. He's the only corner left that you're going to take in the top ten. Um, you don't. The Panthers are a trade spot. But Lee, what's like, like what? I guess so. But you can also have the argument. Oh, like let's take our number one tackle here because the Panthers took J.C. Horn last year. They're probably not going to take back-to-back corners, and we can get Sauce. Yeah, but someone seven, could so. trade into that spot. Someone, someone who wants Sauce could trade into Poor that sauce. spot. I think I think someone trading for sauce is a hundred percent live. I think you take um, sauce and you and you it, it's like you're okay. I'm I don't I also think mm-hmm. that the Giants value will should value and I think they will value offensive line over corner though. But Tommy, the the three top tackles are available and there's only I, one I top like, corner available. I understand. Available. I, you need to let me finish my point. I think that's why there's been they like I don't think it's a lock that they're picking at seven. Like I think they could be taking. Evan Neal or whomever the tackle is here in trading that seven in trading down. Um, again, I, mean, I, 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 guess, I think again, is there what's the percent chance that somebody trades up to five here to put themselves in front of the Panthers for what a tackle, a quarterback for a quarterback. That's that, yeah, I don't think, I think that's going to happen. I mean, yeah, we say we don't think it's going to happen, but I think your logic is right, Adam. And it's like, who's going to trade up? We have the Steelers. To me, it would be the Steelers. Um, the Steelers move the up Saints. to five, give up a future first, and draft Malik Willis. Because they're in a division with Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. And no matter what, if they can maybe win games with Trubisky, I think they know that they need to get their own quarterback of the future. Um, so that would be what I would and to trade with the Giants up to five and 
secure Malik Willis, who, again, on narrative, the Steelers have been smitten with since Mobile. I think that's fair. I did listen to, uh, I've now listened to all of the, the stock exchange beat reporter picks, and the guy for the Steelers, I'm spacing on his name, he was pretty adamant that he doesn't think the Steelers are going to sacrifice future draft capital to get a quarterback because it's Kevin Colbert's last draft. And I'm, I'm. But was it Zeese though? It was not Zeese. I, I, I don't <laughs> think the Steelers are that stupid. Okay. All right. And the Steelers are also. Um, well, his, we can, his, we, his, you guys seem to think sauce. I'm, I'm willing. I, his I, argument, I, I understand his argument, it. And I think it's relevant for the rest of this draft. Just We don't have to abide by it, but I think it's a, it's a, it's a relevant bit of context. Was that the new GM, this in-house guy who's been rumored a bunch? I don't know if you guys know who I'm talking about. Um, he's he's been he's been interviewed by a bunch of teams to be GM, but he's going to take over for Colbert next year. The, his argument was pretty much that the Steelers aren't going to like hamper him in his first offseason next year by not having him have a first. I also season, don't so. think the Steelers are fooling themselves that Malik Willis is going to step into their building and be uh, some superstar quarterback. There, he's a developmental player. Even if you like him. He's a developmental quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's someone you're going to trade up to five for because he's going to step into your building and start competing with Joe well, Burrow you have Trubisky. and Lamar Jackson. You have Trubisky. What's up, Tommy? They signed Trubisky. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, like I, I, I think that it's like Trubisky. I think the Steelers are very comfortable with Mitch Trubisky being their starting quarterback this year. Well, no, I my point is I agree with you, Lee, but I think they could also be of forgetting what I just said. They also could be of the mindset that. We have Trubisky for this year. We can sacrifice a future first-round pick. We're probably going to be picking in the same range again next year because we have a good team and we believe in Trubisky. Let's give a future first to give Malik Willis, and if it works out with Trubisky, great. And if not, we have um, a bridge for, for 2023. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of steep, but... Yeah, I, I agree. Okay. I mean, Clep, what, do you, what, what say you? You think we should try I'm, again? I'm... I'm no, I'm willing to go uh, with the. I'm willing to go with the logic on sauce. I guess. I mean, it's such a crap shoot. Let's do sauce. Lee, yeah, I, I I think if Stingley goes right. third, sauce is going to go fifth. <clears throat> I totally think that. Okay. Jesus. It's like pulling teeth here. It is. Um, I don't think there's. I don't think there's any way Icky the, gets past Carolina. So they he's just a Charlotte pick kid. Icky. He's the he's he's the unanimous number one tackle yeah. in the NFL. Uh, I will. But here here's here is the thing though. Carolina has doesn't have a second or a third round pick, and you have teams like Seattle with extra draft capital, New Orleans obviously with two first round picks, who. Need I'll entertain trade attack. all day. I yeah. I just have a hard time seeing like. I think if Carolina's going to stick and pick here, I think it's going to have to be for a quarterback. As much as I think that would be really uh, stupid. What about the Texans coming back up here, like Lee was talking about? Uh, yeah, the Texans were a team yeah, grabbing it, grabbing a tackle, throw a second, throw their second at. Yeah, I, I, I just think don't think the, the Texans can afford to do it. Where a team like. I mean, I guess not even. I'm gonna say Seattle can, but Seattle has two seconds, so and they're three spots behind, so they could throw nine, yeah. and even a third probably, and get to six. Whereas the Texans are gonna to have to at least give up their second or you know a bunch of other picks. Um, 
and I mean, you know, New Orleans could give 16 and 19. I still don't really, I mean, it's, you know, is New Orleans going to take a quarterback too? That's probably another thing we have to address, but. I don't think that there's going to be a mad frenzy to be trading up for quarterbacks in this draft. I just don't think, I think that the dust is going to kind of settle. And I, I mean, again, referencing the odds, Malik Willis's line is set at 11 and a half. Kenny Pickett's line is set at 15 and a half. Desmond Ritter's line is set at 29 and a half. Matt Corral's line is set at 32 and a half. I mean, the all signs are pointing that there isn't going to be a quarterback. You kind of have to do mental work to get a quarterback selected in the first or the top 10 picks. Um, maybe Carolina. Do you though? Can, couldn't we just say Pickett goes to the Panthers? <sighs> <laughs> I mean, Lee, like you said last year, right? Like putting aside like your thoughts on I these think guys. I think Willis over Pickett. If, if we're going to take a quarterback, it's going to be know. Willis, I think. Vegas, Vegas Pickett, thinks Vegas says Pickett. Vegas says the first quarterback taken is going to be Willis. But That's also say, true. No, but they say they have a – but Pickett is favored to go. That's to implying a trade back. Yeah. That's implying a trade back. Not necessarily. Tommy, Not necessarily. you have to take into account the fact no, that – No, because, because Pickett is the odds-on favorite to go sixth overall. It's implying someone trades ahead of the Panthers to take Malik. I don't think either of them are going to get taken, but I mean, if you guys you guys can override me, I think Icky's the pick here for Carolina, or someone trades up. It makes a lot of sense. Their offensive line is good. they have the worst offensive yeah, line the offensive in the NFL line. by a long shot, and yeah, I'm letting my ego get in the way. None of these quarterbacks are going to be better than Sam Darnold year one, and Sam Darnold's not even good. Yeah, but it's like it's the it's the also the factor of like if I'm Matt Rule, how am I going to coach this team when I'm running it back with Sam Darnold, and is that going to get me fired? Yeah, I think that's I think that's the most valid point is they have to draft a quarterback for. I mean, we can sit up here and be like, let's just run it back with Sam Darnold, win six games, and build this team for the future and, and draft a quarterback next year. Yeah, but Matt Rule is not. We're not we're not the ones that have to get in the locker room exactly. and. Tell them to risk their bodies for Sam Darnold, who was proven to be trash. We got, we got, we got one pick right last year, right? That actually was. We got two picks right that actually were three. Well, Jamar, I guess. No, yeah. Well, I guess Jamar. Yeah, I guess Jamar was a little bit more up in the air. Yeah. Then. But we also had the dragon inside info. Yeah. Um, we got. I'm gonna call it two picks right where we actually were. You know, doing some guesswork and also, I don't know. I think we just have to put Pickett here, maybe. I'm with it, Tom. I think we just put Pickett here. Let the record show that I'm not with it, but we'll do it. <laughs> I think we're going against our uh, our better nature, and let's give him Kenny Pickett. Icky, right? We can all agree on this. Evan Neal. Or, Tommy, where is this Evan Neal, like, what why why what yeah. makes you believe the Giants think Evan Neal is the best tackle in the draft? One, because he played right tackle and has experience. And two, I mean we all think I mean, Lee, you and I think he's the best tackle in the draft. That doesn't mean anything One. though. So I, I, know I think that. Carson just, Strong like, is the best context. quarterback in the draft. I under, I understand that. I understand that. Work with me here. One and and they his experience playing right tackle, knowing that whether they're gonna take cross Aquanu or Neal this dude's going to have to play right tackle in year one. That mixed with, you know, how I feel. And there's been 
some rumors about them having Neil number one on their board. Um, and the fact with all those medicals that came out with Neil, like he checked out with the Giants. So I think the Giants are going to take Neil. Other people have talked about it. It just makes like too much sense. Um, Aquanu uh, and Cross both played left tackle. Neil has played all over. Um, Didn't Aquanu played all over? Yeah, I guess he, he played did. all over. I also do, and, and, and also Andrew Thomas thinking. played right tackle for a, for a while too. Um, yeah, but you're not gonna like. I don't think you're gonna move Andrew Thomas to right tackle. I don't know. I mean, you guys can override me, but I just there's there is a lot of smoke with Evan Neal and the Giants. That's I just I'm can't saying. believe we have the top three tackles all available at seven. Yeah, I know. But, um, Feels wrong. Yeah, I mean it is wrong. But uh, yeah, I mean if you if you want to go uh, if you want to go Neil, we can go Neil. I don't. I'll, I'll let Tommy have his pick. There is a lot of smoke with Evan Neal and the Giants. So I'll say whether that is that whether that's okay. smoke and not fire, we'll we'll have to we'll have to listen to this in a week and find out. But there is a lot of uh, there's a lot of a lot of that with with Evan Neal. Are we confirming Evan Neal? Falcons come up. Yeah, Falcons come up here at eight. I think this could be a possible spot where Houston jumps up and takes Icky if he falls this far. Just put that out there. You're only moving up five spots. Icky is clearly their number one tackle. I think he's a guy they might take at three. What about a team? I mean, let me just throw this out here. What about the Chargers? Uh, yeah, they just don't have a second round pick, so they'd have to give up hmm. a future first. To I think if we're making this pick, I I hate to say it because I have his his over, but I think this is Garrett Wilson. I think if they're taking a receiver, it's Drake London. That's apparently the word on the street in Atlanta. Yeah. Really. That being said, speed kills. So, um, I don't know. I'm comfortable with with putting. Drake London first. What about Icky to the Panthers? To the Texans? Or to the Falcons? I'm sorry, pa- Falcons. I mean, I, you guys just gave me Neil, so you guys you guys can take this. I don't, I just will say I don't think we should trade up with Houston. Who are the Falcons tackles? Jake players? Matthews and Caleb McGarry. Um, I don't think they're going to take a tackle. I mean, I don't know. I think they have the worst receiver room in the NFL, and it's not. It might even be their worst position group room in the NFL. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's either Garrett Wilson is the chalk pick. Drake London is kind of this the quasi chalk pick. Wouldn't. Garrett Wilson, maybe make more sense since you took a big body guy in in Pitts last year. I think we should stick with the chalk. I think we should leave our own evaluations out of it and stick with the chalk. You just gave this pick to me and Lee. I'm not putting my evaluation into it. There's legitimate steam from Atlanta that Drake London is their number one receiver. This isn't like a okay. Let's then then go London. Clap. What do you think? I'm fine with it if that. I mean, what's the who who was saying that? Uh, I was listening to establish the runs mock draft yesterday with uh, cool. Silva and uh, 
two other guys whose name right. I'm blanking on. Um, uh, I'm I'm happy to do it. And Drake London Drake. went eighth. This would have to yeah. be icky. I think this is. I think yeah. this is icky. I agree. Okay, let's make it this one simple. Jets after taking Hutchinson. I think this is Garrett Wilson or Charles Cross. Yeah. Or Jameson. Or Jameson, sure. Or Jameson. The only thing about Jameson is that I mean he's not going to play until maybe November. Um, October. November. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I and think the Jets. I mean, if you can get, if 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 you if you're in the Jets building and you know Mackay Becton isn't going to be on your team next year, and you have George Fant and like whoever else yeah. at tackle, like I think I think Cross is the pick here. How could you try? What do you Zach think? Wilson what do you think the market him? is for Mackay Becton right now? Do you think they could get a second round pick for him? No. No. You think they could get a third? I think I think you get a day three pick for him, maybe. Jeez. If he's 400 pounds? I don't know. I, I I don't know. I think it depends on if a team, you know, how much research a team does on him and how much of the news is fa- – or the, the rumors are fabricated and how much of them are based in reality. I don't know. I feel like a team like the Ravens has to be willing yeah. to trade a future second for a guy like that who's like 24 years old. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare give up a day two pick for – and I, love I just think that if I'm Joe Douglas and you had Hutchinson, who was the de facto number one pick for however long, dropped to you at four, and now you have Charles Cross, who's a de facto yeah. top yeah. seven pick, top right. eight for Klepp's purposes, dropped to ten, and the whole Becton thing. And I'd, I'd much rather take Cross and draft maybe a Dotson or a Bell in the second yeah. round. And it's like, and let's not like act like the Jets have like a. The receiver room is fine. I mean, it needs it needs an alpha kind of, but it's fine. Yeah, let's go cross. And hey, maybe they trade for Debo. (laughs) You'd have to imagine it'd be one of those picks, but. (sighs) Okay, Washington football team. I think this is Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, or Kyle Hamilton. I think they go receiver. I don't. I'm not gonna even pontificate on which one it may be. But supposedly they're they're yeah. I think it's a receiver. I, this, that's the word on the street is that they are they're in on receiver. So Garrett Wilson. Yeah, let's do let's do Garrett Wilson. Okay. Kind of like Kyle Hamilton here to the Vikings or Jordan Davis. I think those are two what really about, interesting picks. What about Jermaine Johnson? You signed Zadarius Smith. You have Daniel Hunter. I think address something else. Or McDuffie, I guess. They need a corner. Yeah. I would probably, I'd be, I'd, I'd say either Kyle Hamilton or, Mc, or like a corner. I kind of like giving him Kyle Hamilton. I think Kyle Hamilton's a super good player. Um, he's fallen out of the top ten. Like, it's a good spot to take a safety. You have Harrison Smith, who's older, and you don't have anyone else behind him. Like, 
Yeah. As much as I love McDuffie, he probably will not go this early, you'd think, right? What about Jamison Williams here? That's the other thing I was going to ask, Saley, is either Olave or Jamison. Got a new offensive-minded coach. I think he's interesting. Thielen's getting old. Yeah. Um, and maybe they don't want to pay Justin Jefferson, or they might want to like trade him for future capital. I think they're going to cut a check for about $500 million for Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Well, the the real question is, Jamison Williams is not getting past fifteen at Philly, right? That's what the that's what the the streets would yeah. tell you. I kind of don't I think Tommy's been. wrong with Jermaine Johnson too. I know they signed Darius Smith. Um, yeah. Danielle Hunter has been kind of disgruntled there. They're both kind of older. Jermaine Johnson, for what it's worth, is from Minnesota. Um, I think he's probably going to be a top ten. Him falling to twelve, I don't know. I don't know how the Vikings have him graded out, but. Getting him in your rotation, um, you're probably getting a top 10 talent and a guy who's there to stay a little bit with, you know, Zarius Smith is coming off a year-long injury. Danielle Hunter's coming off a couple injuries. I think, I think it could be helpful for all of us to just, like, look at, like, what do we think Kyle Hamilton's floor is? The Eagles at 18? Yeah, I think probably the Eagles at 18. Um, Jermaine Johnson, what's his floor? The Patriots at 21? No, I think he goes, I think, I think the Eagles at 15 is his floor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, unless Jamison is there too. Exactly, so we have this group of players that are, are all, like, not supposed to get past 15. Jordan Davis also, like, his floor, the market would tell you, is 15 with the Eagles. Yeah, but the floor of these players changes when... Kenny Pickett goes sixth because, totally. you know, it's just another slot getting shot down. Um, yeah. So, so one or two of these guys is going to trickle down and and get, you know, slip through the cracks, whether it be Hamilton or, or Jordan Davis or whoever, um, if, if these quarterbacks go early. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Alave Alave's number is sixteen and a half. So it, it seems that his floor is sixteen with the Saints. Well, not necessarily. I mean, it, that wouldn't be. I mean, the the lines aren't representative of the floors, right? The lines are like the middle ground theoretically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you want people to bet both sides. Okay, so who do you think the Vikings? Or should we all just say who we think the Vikings? I like Kyle Hamilton. I like Kyle Hamilton here. But I think Jermaine Johnson or Jameson Williams. I tend to agree with Lee, to be honest. Okay, that's fine. Two or three. <laughs> so then you guys can deliberate on, on which one. I would say receiver over edge. I'm good with that. I mean, Jameson. Yeah, I think that the idea of getting Jameson Williams. First of all, Minnesota can afford him not playing until October or November because they have other yeah. players. Mm-hmm. And the idea of getting another dynamic weapon like that on offense for Cousins, kind of going all in on on offense, I think makes sense. Offensive head coach. Okay, Jameson. Jameson, 
Here are the Texans who just took Derek Stingley. I think this is a Hamilton spot. 100% could be. What about Jermaine Johnson here? Also Jermaine Johnson? Yeah. Um... I'd lean Jermaine Johnson since you took took just took a corner. Let's give him Jermaine. Yeah. And right, they're picking three in the second round. There, there's a lot of good safety prospects. That's a good point. <sighs> I think this is Jordan Davis or Kyle Hamilton. It'd be surprising if it was Hamilton to me after just taking. That's true. Paying Marcus This seems like Jordan where Jordan Davis goes. Yeah. I agree with that, too. Let's lock him in. Just Kyle Hamilton? 15, Philadelphia. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Hamilton. He seems to be, like, the one sticking out. McDuffie would be another one, I think. Yeah. Um, but I think the more realistic pick would be Hamilton just to avoid New Orleans or yeah. the Chargers or yeah. any trade people. Yeah, I, th- I think it's Hamilton. The only thing I will say is that I have a feeling at least I'm going to be leaning towards receiver with New Orleans for sure and potentially the Chargers as well. But... I mean, if they have Kyle Hamilton high on their board, they definitely need help in the secondary. Saints, is this Malik at this point? I mean, he's on the board. I think the Saints are going to draft a quarterback. I think it, I think it's either Malik or Ritter. Um, Ritter's more pro-ready, but Malik has higher upside. So that's kind you of... You have a quarterback in place. You don't need Malik to play. Yeah. The Saints also do need a left tackle, and Penning probably won't last very much longer. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if, again, like you were saying, Lee, I mean, I, th- I feel like I feel like if you want, if you're going to go the quarterback route, like you're not going to wait until yeah. 19. Totally. Because it's just like, it's just not prudent to do that. All right, I mean, you guys can choose what quarterback. I really... I'd say Malik. Yeah, let's do Malik. Malik is a saint, according to the back judge. (laughs) Um, I think this is Alave. Alave or McDuffie? I'm willing to roll with Alave for my bet, but... What about Penning here? That's what I would say, too. I mean, I think Penning would be the most likely... I don't know. They drafted Josh Palmer last year, and I mean, the kid played well. Like, yeah, he's a good player. I feel, uh, we we keep forgetting. I mean, he he played well when he had the opportunities to. I just think so. Like these kind of teams are like gonna kind of push their chips into the middle of the table. Yeah, but they also like literally don't have a right. Tackle. Storm Norton is their right tackle. Yeah, I mean, That's they literally true. don't have one. So, I I, I think I, I like receiver Tommy. Like I again, like I've made that bet. But I also hedge it with tackle because, or offensive line, because I think it's like kind of the obvious one. I do know they do like Storm Norton in house for whatever that's worth. 
I just I have a hard time seeing a lot. I mean, I guess yeah, he probably won't get past. I think there's a chance they could even take a guy like Zion Johnson here. Um, I don't know. I mean, Alave Alave is the win now move. Yeah, they just don't really have a. Yeah, I mean, it kind of goes back to that whole thing, Tommy. Goes back to Jamar. Yeah, goes Jamar's back to Jamar and, and Penny Soul. I'm still kind of on like tackle island, honestly. Like, I'm I I've learned from that, but still, like, I don't think it's asking Olave to have the impact Jamar had is not the same. Well, I don't think he ha- I don't think he has yeah. to necessarily. I, I mean, yeah. I, and also expecting Trevor Penning, who played in the FCS, to come in and like be a, yeah, a, a replacement level tackle is you know he's he's viewed as a project. If it was if it was one of the big three, I would probably disagree. But I mean, I still think he's viewed as a top twenty pick. Yeah, I I I would say Penning. Like I don't think he's. All right, you guys can overrule me. We'll take we can take Penning. We here fine with that? Yeah, I'm fine with Penning. I mean, we're kind of getting into some murky waters here the deeper we get in. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so Penning at 17. Oh, man. Okay. Um, I would say Olave at this point would be kind of what I would think, unless we think maybe the um, Karloftis, too, is interesting. I mean, Karloftis what is Prop. It's like 23, right? I think this is Devin Lloyd or McDuffie. I don't think the Eagles are going to take a linebacker. They never have done it, and I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a position they value. Yeah, I would. I would vote for, and that's and that's why I made that bet too. It has nothing to do with Lloyd as a player. I think it's McDuffie or Alave. Charles Cross line moved to six. Under six and a half for Cross is minus two fifty. Wow. <laughs> oh God. All right. Um, I'm looking for the Carlos. I'm going. I'm okay with going McDuffie or Olave here. Um, I mean, I feel like Olave like has to be the next pick for the Saints if we don't take him. If we take McDuffie here. <clears throat> I'd venture to agree with that. I like that. We can go McDuffie Olave. Cool. Steelers. Ritter. I feel like we had to give him a quarterback. I say Ritter. Yeah, I'll I'll agree on Ritter. Do you have anything to add, Lee, or? Um, no, I have nothing to say about that. Ritter. I'm sure this is where Lee and I will clash, but I, I think this is Devin Lloyd. I don't think the Patriots are going to draft Devin Lloyd, but Klepp, you can just make the pick. Or I think it's either Daxon Hill or one of the yeah. Georgia linebackers. Quinn Walker? I think N'Kobe Dean is like built for the Patriots, basically. Um, 
There's also the, the, the middle route, which is just taking Zion Johnson, which Belichick likes to take linemen. Um, they could use some help up front. I, kind of, I mean, I like him. I don't know. Why, why do you think Devin Lloyd doesn't fit the Patriots? I mean, he's a bigger linebacker. Patriots usually like bigger linebackers like Hightower. Um, Devin Lloyd and Hightower are not very similar players at all. I think I know De- yeah. Devin Lloyd is a rangy, athletic linebacker that is not especially physical and is not like a classic Mike Green Dot kind of player. That's N'Kobe Dean. Um, I think Devin Lloyd likes to play a little bit more out of structure, which is not necessarily like fitting to the Patriots mold. Mm-hmm. And he's not Devin Lloyd is not a thumper. Every Patriots linebacker in the Belichick era has been a physical, physical in nature, 100%. and that's kind of been their the main component to their game. And that is not the main component to Devin Lloyd's game. He's a sideline to sideline player. He's rangy, and he's a he's a he's a playmaker. He's a new era linebacker. Um, I don't know. I think I think Nicobe Dean fits the mold of what the Patriots like to have at the Mike position far more than than. Uh, than Devin Lloyd does. I, I, I agree with that, but I do think there's something for them, like, taking a, a new swing at something and, like, realizing that, you know. I just don't think Lloyd, like, it, yeah, I would agree with you if Lloyd was, like, objectively a top 10 player in the draft and everyone was talking about how much of a freak he was, yeah. but there, it's kind of muddy. We're hearing a lot of Quay Walker steam. It's not like Devin Lloyd has been an overwhelming uh, linebacker darling amongst the draft media or any of the teams. He's kind of blended I'm, into... I'm, I'm down for Dax and Hill here. Uh, that's what I think the pick is going to be. All right, let's do it. Let's do Dax. Packers. Burks. I think they take Dotson. Are you serious? Well, then maybe they do it at 28. Why do you think they take not- Dotson here, Lee? Um, I just think Dotson's been like uh, gaining steam as a first-round player. He's a Big Ten guy. Um, I think they like Alan Lazard for the most part, and Dotson can play out of the slot. Um, and I don't know. I just think that what about- they might not take Dotson here at 22, though. They can take him at 28. What about Linderbaum or uh, Zion Johnson? Do they need an offensive lineman? They could use a right tackle for sure. Or no, they could use it because, I mean, Elton Jenkins is going to play right tackle next year, so they could use a guard. I mean, they haven't had a, like a true center since Lindsey left, too. And also Lindsey left, yeah. You've got Royce Newman, Josh Myers, and John Runyon. That's your interior. I think, I think Zion Johnson... Is a pretty... What about them perhaps taking like a, a linebacker, like a Nakobe Dean or... Um, I think that would make a lot of sense too, Quay Walker. Yeah. They got Javon, Devonde Campbell's coming back for what it's worth. Yeah, they paid him a lot of money. Yeah, yeah but they've got, they've got two inside backers. Who's this other guy? Chris Barnes. Yeah, yeah I don't know Chris if you take that is, in the first round. Chris Barnes is not a bad player. I like Zion. Okay. Here. I, like I mean, Zion. we don't think they're going to double dip on receiver, right? I don't think so. No. They have they have other needs, yeah. kind of sneakily. All right, Zion. Yeah. 
Cardinals. Devin Lloyd for three linebackers in three straight years. Um, I I think Ky- Kyler Gordon, Kyrie Elam. Yeah. Um, Linderbaum. Maybe Karloftis. At this point. Yeah. Burks. A lot of different directions they can go. I'm not particularly. The real question is if we don't take Burks here and he's sitting there for cow- all the Cowboys, could Jerry resist? Probably not. Hopefully he could. Hmm. For your sake. Um, I think they go... Uh, I don't know. I think they need to do something for the offense and the offensive line. I mean... They've they've taken two straight linebackers. Yeah. They obviously need a corner, which I think is the only other position. But I guess they signed Will Hernandez. They got Rodney Hudson still and Justin Pugh. But they need to do something for Kyler, man. I mean. Well, let's take Burks here then. Yeah. Or Linderbaum. The only thing with I mean the only thing with Burks is like it's a little bit redundant with Rondale. Like, I feel like if you draft Burks, you want to be versatile with him. You don't want to just, like, stick him on the other side of DeAndre Hopkins or stick Rondale more on the other side of DeAndre Hopkins and have this, you know, obviously Cliff should be able to get a little creative with him, but... I don't know. I think there's a world where both those guys can find their potential in the same spot. I mean, I don't know. Then maybe we... Maybe uh, I think that if you want to appease Kyler, you either take Burks or you take Linderbaum. That's kind of plus. Like, I mean, their offense fell apart when they when they lost DeAndre. Yeah, yeah. I mean, DeAndre is what twenty nine now. I, I, you know. Yeah. All right, let's go, Burks. You guys are good with it. Burks. Carlotis. I mean, I think Linderbaum or Kenyon Green is definitely in play. Um, the Cowboys yeah. have some major questions on their offensive line. I think Linderbaum is they the lost, pick, probably. They lost McGovern, uh, right? Yeah, no, they have McGovern, but they lost Connor Williams and yeah, uh, okay. obviously. Wasn't Linderbaum. Zach Martin like your stud center? No, he plays guard. I mean, they they have oh. the Oddish, who's like played well, but he's like a fifth round pick and. Okay, let's go Linderbaum then. Linderbaum, good with yeah. that, guys? Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Bills. Um, This has got to be corner, right? Unless it's Breeze. Yeah, yeah I mean, I didn't want to turn into the Breeze. Like, I'm not banging that drum. I just think that there's more of a possibility than, than you obviously do. Um, I don't necessarily think that means it's going to happen. I think it depends on where the board falls. I wouldn't necessarily be shocked if it happens. Um, but, I mean... I don't think so. I think if, if if the corner board is as fruitful as it is, and there's only three have been taken, um, they're probably going to take Booth or... I don't know. I don't know, you know, maybe maybe Gordon... Booth apparently has the injury stuff since uh, he's his stock is yeah. kind of falling. I'd say Kyler Gordon. I mean, he's gotten a lot of steam to go first round. Okay. 
Guys, my, my, my computer is freaking out right now. Okay. Can you hear us? What's that? Can you hear yeah, us? I can hear everything, but my screen, garage my, band? my screen is frozen, so I don't know if my garage band is recording right now or not. But It should be recording if you can hear us, as long as you didn't yeah. stop it from recording. It's um, just I have, the fuck, I have the wheel of death right now, so I'm, I'm working through it. Let's go okay. Gordon, I guess, well, then. We'll finish. Let's go Gordon. I think this is a sneaky quarterback spot. I've been saying it for a while. Yeah, it's going to be Howell at this yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, the board is pretty dry, so I don't know. What about Corral? Um, Corral does have a his, – his prop is 32, and Howell is, what, 45? Yeah, or Quay Walker, or, I mean, Devin Lloyd hasn't gone. None of the linebackers have gone. So um, Tennessee kind of does need a linebacker. I'm pretty sure Rashawn Evans is no longer with the team. Yep, he's down in Atlanta. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I think they probably would take a Quay Walker or a Devin Lloyd here. I like Devin Lloyd at 26. He's probably falling too far, yeah, honestly. Yeah. He's Kenny Green. Lewis Seen. I don't mind Seen here. Um, what about Devontae Wyatt? I just think you maybe maybe I'm gonna say scene. Okay, I'm I'm with that Lee. Um, I think this is a receiver spot for Green Bay. I like doing. I like saying yep. Dotson Lee. Um, I think this could be a Sky Moore spot for Kansas City, or there's been some links to them with Boye Mafe. Um, they definitely need some help on the edge for sure. Karloftis is still available. I don't know. Karloftis is still here. I mean, yeah. I to me that would be the pick. Yeah, they they could have they could have Mafe ranked above Karloftis. I don't know. Um, I think it's receiver and edge though, for my dollar. Yeah, I do too. And do Karloftis and Moore? Josh, I really hope that doesn't happen. You don't want Sky Moore to go Why? to the Chiefs? Well, it will just eviscerate my chance of getting him in, in the rookie draft. What pick do you have? 11. Hmm. He's got the Yaps pick, baby. That's right. Pick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. I would say Kenyon Green. You think so? Yeah. You don't think there's a little brush of organizational hubris in Cincinnati thinking they got the offensive line figured out in free agency and they can take – I think, uh, um, I think no. Ka- did you guys take Kyrie Elam already? I no. I think corner is a, is a spot. Also, another ETR plug, uh, the, the, the Cincinnati beat reporter guy who's like active on Twitter. Joe Goodberry. Um, Goodberry says that this could be a, a, a sleepy Logan Logan uh, Logan Hall spot. Well, on the on the, do we want to go Goodberry with the with the Bengals like Dragon? Just I think I think it might be the move. We'll say just Logan launch it. Goodberry did pick Elam on the uh, on the guest mock, so we might have a, a an insider battle. 
Carl Jones said Elam can't tackle. So. <laughs> and Logan Hall went to Clep's, yeah. one of Clep's favorite college team, one of Clep's eight favorite college yeah. teams at the University of Houston. Yeah. Logan Hall. All right, let's oh make the pick God. here. Detroit. Are we thinking Nicobe Dean here? Are we thinking? I, think uh, I, I I wanted to say too on the Dave Burkett or who was who was the there was the guy who did the Lions thirty second pick said that he doesn't think the Lions are going to. Jeff Risden. Risden. Did you listen to it, Club? Well, as, yeah. you, as you heard, he thinks that the Lions are not going to take a linebacker because he thinks that they think that they're good with, with their current situation. Hmm. So would, what's the receiver room looking like? I mean, maybe is this maybe a, a brisker spot? you think maybe another safety sneaks in? Do you think... Christian Watson? So Pickens is not going in round one. Is that just the... That's the scuttlebutt because he apparently is immature. What about um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm not even gonna pretend to know what's gonna happen. <laughs> uh. Quay Walker, Brisker, uh. Sam Howell. I think Christian Watson is an interesting – the Lions, at least based on our one year of, of knowledge of Brad Holmes, I mean, he values traits. Um, all four of their picks last year in the first three rounds had relatively, um, you know, upper echelon to even elite traits. Um, you, can, you can pull the trigger if you want, Clep. I'm I'm gonna say Brisker for my money, but do you think four safeties go in round one? It'll be three. No, it'll be four. Oh, it'll be four. Yeah, I've been the safeties guy, man. Um, or I think that that beat reporter is uh, full of you know what, and they would take Nakobe Dean or Quay Walker if yeah. they're available at thirty-two, because it's great that you have Derek Barnes and Alex Anzalone, but. At the end of the day, um, I think either Walker or Dean would probably step into the building and be maybe perhaps the best linebacker on the team. I like Nakobe. What right. about Ojabo going in round one? No. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe to the Chiefs. I, I don't want to say no like that, but I don't think you'd go to Detroit after taking Cave on. All right. Nakobe, let's put this thing to bed. There it is. Lee, what's the line? I feel kind of good about it. I mean, no trades. I'm going to set the line at four. Okay. Actually, I'll go four and a half. Lean to the over. Yeah. I'll go four and a half because. Where's the juice at? I think the juice is probably to the under. Or, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say four and a half. All right, let's run. Let's just run through it. Jacksonville Jaguars take Trayvon Walker first overall. The Lions take Kayvon Thibodeau. The Texans take Derek Stingley. The Jets at four take Aiden Hutchinson. Giants at five take Sauce Gardner. 
How are we feeling about that that pairing? That, I feel good about there. the first five. I think that is realistic okay. to a certain extent. Panthers take Kenny Pickett, much to Lee's chagrin. Tommy uses his executive privileges and takes Evan Neal to the Giants at seven. Falcons take Drake London at eight. First receiver off the board is Drake London. Seattle Seahawks take Iki Aquano at nine. Jets take Charles Cross at ten. Commanders go with Garrett Wilson. Vikings take Jamison Williams. Texans take Jermaine Johnson. Ravens take Jordan Davis. Eagles take Kyle Hamilton. Malik Willis is a Saint. The Trevor Penning goes to the Chargers. Eagles use their second first round pick to take Trent McDuffie. Chris Olave goes 19 to the Saints to pair with their new quarterback. Steelers take Desmond Ritter at 20. Patriots take Daxon Hill at 21. Packers take Zion Johnson at 22. Cardinals take Traylon Burks at 23. Tyler Linderbaum goes 24th to the Dallas Cowboys. Bills take Kyler Gordon, cornerback from Washington, at 25. Titans take Devin Lloyd. Bucks take Lewis Seen. Packers, with their second first-round pick, take Jahan Dotson. Chiefs take Sky Moore and then George Karloftis with the 29th and 30th overall picks. Bengals, out of nowhere, take Logan Hall from Houston. Lions drop it all up. Beautiful. All right, draft day tomorrow. Draft and see if it's a tradition. Draft and see. Cue it.